It's pretty simple is what it is. Let me pull up my notes. I enjoyed class last night. Class was good last I night. I did too. Richard cracks me up though. Because like <laughs> he what raises up? his hand in the middle of it. You just blew my mind. <laughs> Man, I might be, um, I might be semi-responsible for that because I was, I was, I was whispering to him back there, something like my mind is blown or something. Like that. Wow, I don't know what I was saying. I was saying something stupid. We just, hey, we just uh, put some cameras in our, in our house. Yeah. Um, so Donna can see our kitties, and so I can see our kitties whenever we're, whenever we're. I'm a, I'm a true man, Josh. Okay, right. sounds like it. I'm a true man with three indoor kitties. <laughs> <laughs> we have a ring doorbell that is pointing in towards our living room. It's not even mounted; it's just on a on a table pointing right. in towards our living room, so we can see our kitties when they go eat. We have uh, another um, camera that's in the network with ca- Donna's where Donna lives. Her cameras that we can see them when they sleep. Right. Those are pretty much the only two cameras we need. <laughs> and, we, and we have been having a blast this last week, texting back and forth, Simba's sleeping on the bed. <laughs> and, I, and I get on there and say, oh, it's cool. I didn't know he was sleeping. I didn't know he slept on the bed. No, just crazy did. kids. <laughs> <laughs> and we are, we're loving it and I'll look at it from other, somebody else's point of view and go this is the craziest <laughs> look Simba's sleeping no, uh, Gracie's sleeping wow she's only I, gotten 24 hours I do understand the sentiment though because I have a webcam attached to my computer and when we go out of town you know, my computer's on 24-7 because I use it even when I'm not at home okay. I just mm-hmm. you know uh, dial, dial in virtually Yep. and so like, we'll, be, we'll be on uh uh, we'll be up at, at you know the in laws, and I'll check on the house the webcam, and uh, mm-hmm. it's always fun watching what the cats are doing when we're not there. It is. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you can. You can. Because <laughs> I remember see when, it. when we had two indoor cats. Um, you know, we had the the young one, Shadow, uh, who was just like running back and forth and back and forth, and I just saw him like <laughs> yeah. past the doorway, and then yeah, a couple yeah. seconds later, the older cat Spaz. She's just kind of like walking along like, this kid wears me out. Yep, yep, yep. The, uh, I don't know why that's fun, but it is. Uh, yesterday, no, two days ago, Donna texted me and said, is that is that Cooper's toy that Gracie has? Now, here's the story. Cooper was my dog that um, uh, died uh, 10 years ago, and he was always going to be my dog i haven't had a dog since don't plan on getting another dog cooper was just my my, my dog loved donna donna like we're just so in love with everybody and uh i mean darn gracie went and got i still have cooper's first toy the mm-hmm. the outline it's not stuffed anymore but got the outline of it. gracie gets that thing and brings it around the house every now and then we see it laying around the house you know we know it's over here in the kitty toy box we don't know who brings it up 
Gracie got it the other day, brought it on the bed, and went to sleep with it. And I said, oh, my gosh, that just, I don't, you know what I mean? It just kind of broke our hearts whenever we saw her. She was snuggled up with it. That's Cooper's little toy that she's playing with there. We'd have never known that if we didn't have cameras. Yeah. That's why we got cameras. Plus, whenever they get sick and throw up, I need to know that. So the kitties. What's that? The kitties. They're the kitties. You know, that one of them's almost 20 years old. Yeah. 20 years old? She threw up a lot last night because she ate too fast. Right? Um, hey, Josh. <clears throat> Let's do the podcast. All right. What do you think? <laughs> I think the music was too loud. Okay. But here we are, Josh. We are here again doing another Marcus Point Baptist Church podcast. Yes. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I am. It, our studio just keeps evolving. It does. And it's always fun to walk in on Thursdays and see what the latest iteration of your <laughs> office slash studio slash man cave slash um, tripod collection warehouse it could, has turned into <laughs> you can put a lot of slashes in there because it is pretty much where i spend there not pretty much i spend the majority of my life in this room yep and uh it's finally turning into look like looking like most of the things that i do in life are done in this room <laughs> right i understand that because you know i work from home in my office at home you know it's, it's not like a separate room it's you know, I share a space with uh, with my wife's business, right. but um, you know, my little area with my desk. Um, you know, I have all these articulating arms that hold lights and cameras, and I've seen it. You know, uh, and you've made those articulating arms. Yeah, you know, three D printed the right. You know, the little connectors for them, and and you know all this stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> like. It's where I work, but it's a very comforting environment for me too, because I'm surrounded by kind of like you said, this is everything I do. Yeah, you know my yeah, my yeah. work, my hobbies, yeah. um, you know things I enjoy to, to just do in my leisure time. Yeah. Um, unless I'm doing taxes, then it's just what well, just purely for work. Right. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's true. It's good to have a place like that. Yes. Yeah. It? It's it's I I've never been in a place where I've worked that I really felt a pull to get back there. Right. You know, like I do here just because it's such a productive place. And listen, it, it's, 
I've it took a lot of work, mm-hmm. not because it's it's special to anybody or special looking. Just I don't know. It just took a lot of work to to get what I thought was needed to be in here, right? To do what you and I do, to do what we do with your friendship, to do what we do with the gun club. <clears throat> Yesterday, we had uh, our students from Pure Friendship in here recording a video. Mm-hmm. And it was just armed length away from where you and I are right now. Right. You know, it was crowded in here, but still we were able to produce um, some raw footage for, for a video. Instead of having to take everything out and bring it somewhere else, set mm-hmm. it up, put it down. I, I had it up in 15 minutes. It, it's cool just to have a versatile space where you have complete yeah. control over it. You know, working at offices right. where I'm in someone else's building, there's always rules about, you know, what you can and can't do, what right. you can have in your desk or whatever, yeah. what holes you can put in the wall. But, you know, when, when you have total control over the area and you can just totally customize it out to – be exactly what you need for all the tasks that you do. There's something just really calming about that. That is. Like you said, there's there's a draw to it because it's not something you're forced into. It's something you enjoy yep. making your own. I think that's a blessing. I'm not sure how many people have the luxury of having that done, you know? Oh, I know. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of lease myself out to uh, other companies mm-hmm. you know, regularly. And man, when when you go in onto someone else's turf, you I, I I at least I notice it. Like I always like, man, I kind of miss my spot, you know, <laughs> and everything. But all right, right, kind of you know wish for the 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 end of the clock to come so right. I can go back to my space. Right. And <laughs> well, you you have different desks. All that's what you're talking about. You have different yeah. desks all over the 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 city, right? Yep. And I can't help but think that they're all generic desks. For the most part, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have a picture of your your daughter and your your uh, wife. Nope. On, on the, not even that. It's just nope. you go in there. But you know, like, I don't really have a picture of them in my home office either. Okay. They're in the next room. <laughs> they're so, there. Yeah. Get like, the 3D part. Of, <laughs> you got them there for sure. Hey, Josh. You and I are always blessed to be here. Um, yes. And one of the things that, that um, <clears throat> I guess our motto is that we connect to God, connect to one another, and connect to a lost world. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, that's Yeah, important. that's kind of the mantra of Marcus Point Baptist Church. It's yeah. what our logo is based on. Right. Uh, God, one another, and a lost world. And it's a kind of a wave mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, we'll have to put it up on the – I'll put a little attachment to uh, the notes and, and show people what that looks like if you don't know what it looks like. But yeah. I like well, that. We're actually trying to uh, work on reconfiguring our logo for the podcast too right and on. somehow – incorporating that into it yeah it'd be good yeah very good all right well josh we had a lot of stuff going on here recently it has been a really busy month and uh, i mean it's continuing to be that way i mean looking at our our calendar i mean we we have an events calendar on our website mark uh i always want to say marcus point dot pensacola church.org slash events Um, really kind of loads loads a whole page of stuff that's coming up actually what's uh, there's a whole bunch of buses out there right now because tonight mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a concert as our church matthew west matthew west um, is here yeah tonight april 28th so by the time this podcast has been uploaded yep we will either have already had that concert or that concert will only be a couple hours away it's totally up to you the, the, <laughs> up to you meaning me <laughs> The the goal is to have it out 
hours before he goes on stage. Gotcha. That's what, that's what, that's always, always the goal to have it out a right. couple hours after we do it. Yep. Uh, so I noticed all those buses, uh, yeah. when I walked in, um, oddly enough, parked on the South side and so mm-hmm. he's Matthew West, but regardless, <laughs> three big old buses. Yeah. And that's just the people that, Need to get here soon. There's yep. going to be more for sure. It's a Thursday and it's a bustling campus. It, it is a bustling <laughs> campus. I've been doing, I've been here for 10 something years and I, it always, I'm always pleasantly surprised whenever we're, I drive on campus and I forget these concerts usually happen in the middle of the week. It seems, Yeah, you know, so it catches me off guard, no matter how much it's on the calendar, whatever. Da, da, da. Right. Uh, yeah. We've been talking about this concert. I know for weeks. it. I know it, but, but I drive when, in this morning and I see three big buses. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember talking about that. <laughs> you know, talking about something and me remember it. There's not necessarily a correlation. There. <laughs> 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 just, just the truth. Um, anyway, we have something else coming up. It's Community Mother of the Year. Last week, we talked about wondering if this was community as in everybody in our Pensacola area. Mm-hmm. No, it's the community of uh, people in our uh, network of churches. So it's the uh, yes. Eula and Pace in Pensacola. Yep. So uh, that's Yeah, and, and we all got like a mass email or whatever sent mm-hmm. out like, hey, start thinking about who you want to nominate. Yep, yep. Mother of the Year, we always have when we had the reigning Mother of the Year here a couple of weeks ago. Now, I know that, like, the Father of the Year thing, they get, like, this huge WWE-style wrestling belt trophy type thing. But that's <laughs> yeah. not what the moms get, right? Moms get... Um, Is it like a spa day or something? Well... Or a bunch of gifts? There's, there are gifts, but there's also, as far as the tangible um, trophy type of thing, it's a big... Um, what, what size would you say that is right there, Josh? It's 24 by 36. 24 by 36 mirror with their names embossed in it and put on the on one of the walls in the church prominently. In, so the they church. can look in the mirror and be reminded who they are. Mother of the year, yeah. Deborah Daly. Yes, yeah. that was this, this year. This she was night. one of our, one of our, well, yeah, our last guest. Yep, most recent. Our last guest, yep, yeah. yep. Not our last one because we're going to have more. That's right. Our most recent. What an articulate, fun lady she is yes she is such an intelligent very attractive we're gonna have her on again all just everything about her you you want to keep talking to her you know what i mean she's so 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 fun to be around there's a barn party yes i have no idea what that's gonna be though it's a party i think it's in a barn it's prime timers event may 14th it is prime timers (laughs) event may 14th barn party 10 30 a.m call the church uh, at the number that we're going to give you in a little bit to uh, to find out more about that. Yep. And the last thing, well actually two more things. MP Kids Youth Surf Camp 9 a.m. May 21st. Yes. Kids are going to go out there learn how to surf, learn about God a little bit, about Jesus, be a good time. And this is always the the last one we're going to talk about is always a, a good Sunday. Hero Sunday. Right. That's the um uh, I think there's a, a whole page just devoted to that, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, where we honor the men and women and families of law enforcement, first responders. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sunday, May 22nd. Always a big event. Um, it's it's always kind of weird when you roll up to church and there's like five kajillion sheriffs, cruisers. And gracious, and <laughs> never felt so safe like, in your life what, in the church. Either what did we do or... <laughs> <laughs> It's it is quite the, <laughs> exactly. is quite the event. It has evolved into they they now bring um, uh, mounted 
police officers, so mm-hmm. horses. Uh, they they pull in the um, the motorcycles yep. beforehand, and they're inside um, cars. It's I'm sure we'll have probably have food trucks and that type of thing. Right. I'm not sure about that, but during events like this, we usually actually know they're doing a, a lunch for them. That's what it is. They're doing a lunch for the first responders. Um, yeah, my, my, my wife and daughter and I play this game. Well. I guess if I were to say, honestly, I'm the one that does this, but uh, we'll be driving along the road and we'll see a, a sheriff pass us or something. And I'll be like, ah, sheriff, act natural. <laughs> <laughs> and they look at you and say, oh, it's strange. It's a strange dad right That's there. their default look. <laughs> <laughs> when they're looking at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, there's two smart ladies, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, Josh, you know what? As a photographer, as a volunteer photographer here, I have to go out of my way to see and listen and experience the Sunday worship because Mm -hmm. I'm out trying to get some better pictures. And I sat a little bit this this Sunday and and listened, and I I really very much enjoyed it. You want to talk to us a little bit about the sermon? Oh, yeah. Well, um you know, so Pastor Godfrey, he's been going through this ser- series for the last uh, several months um, that he calls Real Truth. And uh, this last Sunday, I believe, was session eight of that service yeah. or that series. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he talks specifically about the, the real truth about God's blessing in a believer's life. Yeah. And uh, we tend to... I, 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 let me back up a little bit. In in modern times, you know, our, our it seems like a, a lot of our versions of Christianity today have sort of an incorrect view of God's blessing, because uh, we often hear like the motivational style um, messages about right. how how God is um, uh, just basically waiting there with a hand with a fistful of hundreds right. waiting to bestow them on prosperity you. gospel some right. people call it exactly and and that's not necessarily how god's blessings work right and uh you know pastor godfrey he he, he dealt with this mainly from uh romans chapter 8 um where paul says you know if god be for us who can be against us um and he uh, approached it in a different way and i, and I really like how Paul deals with this in the book of Romans and, and elsewhere in scripture because <clears throat> in in kind of a contrast to what what people normally think of as God's blessing um, Bible often uses what we would call bad things in our life to uh, to, to affect blessing mm-hmm. um, you know when we think of blessing, you know, oftentimes the verse that that gets quoted is, you know, God will p- provide all your needs according to His riches and glory. And, right. And we often read verses like that, and we concentrate on according to His riches, <clears throat> and you know, we'll even couple right. it with that other verse. You know, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and uh, it'll kind of lead into this um, sort of rabbit trail about how you can never outgive God and, and right. all this stuff, which, you know, is, is true, it's all true right? but <clears throat> that's not necessarily how God's blessing works. And there's a, a tremendous number of examples of this in the Bible. For instance, Job, you know, he went through a ton mm. of hard times, but 
and, and when we look through it from man's perspective, yeah, it was a horrible, horrible time. Right. But when you look at it from God's perspective, we, we get a different view of it, uh, what was actually going on behind the scenes. And not only that, but there's examples in Scripture of where when someone was going through a battle, um, at the time, it was thought of as something that was really bad. Right, sure. But in hindsight, what that battle was, was either something to prepare them for a, a, a greater challenge that was going to come, that, that God knew about, that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Or it was something that was perceived as bad, but it kept them away from something that was worse. Oh, right. Case in like point, uh, you know, I- Israel, when you know, I, you know, I used to ask the question, um, if Abraham was in the promised land and Isaac was in the promised land and Jacob was in the promised land and God, you know, promised them the, the promised land, mm-hmm. why did they go to Egypt for 430 years only to get delivered and come back to the promised land? And, uh, and, and what we read in scripture is that while they were in Egypt, all the pagan nations that were in the promised land were, were, were busy doing their pagan thing and you know god god uses the phrase uh until the iniquity of the amorites was full and so while they're in egypt you know egypt is accumulating wealth while they're in egypt the the pagan nations of uh, in the promised land the amorites were accumulating wealth and uh israel was uh prone to idolatry and by being captive in egypt for all those all those years it shielded them from the pagan practices of the people in the promised land that they were prone to follow anyway. And so by the time God delivers them, um, or when God delivers them, they leave Egypt with all of Egypt's wealth and they go into a promised land and you can accumulate all the wealth that the pagan nations have had been able to accumulate over those 430 years. So, you know, what we perceive as a really bad thing was God protecting their spiritual growth while providing really a, a huge economic means for them uh, mm-hmm. when they left Egypt and when they entered the promised land. And so time after time throughout Scripture, there's examples of things like that. And so it gives us a different perspective of God's blessing. And when mm-hmm. we go back to that verse in the New Testament, God shall apply all, all your uh, needs according to his riches and glory, we really have to concentrate on that part in glory. Because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God is going to bless us in a way that makes him look really good. Right. Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. and and, and mm-hmm. as Christians, we're on board with that. Right. Because we realize as much as God has given us, whether it's material gain or just the fact that we're delivered from an eternity of suffering in hell because of our own sin— it doesn't matter what material things God gives us. We have so much blessing in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the, the ultimate point that Pastor Godfrey was, was pointing out this past uh, Sunday is no matter how you want to look at it, our ultimate blessing is that we have been delivered from our sin, from the, from the punishment of our right. sin. Mm-hmm. We get to accept that gift of salvation that God gives us freely through his son. And uh, we have the hope of eternal life with him. Even though we don't deserve it. Even though we don't deserve it. Yeah. And man, do we do we take that for granted? And uh, it's you know something that that uh, as a as Christ followers we need to remind each other of, of that. I think and to um, to remind people or tell people that that don't know it or that has refused it, have refused it, or or 
are rebelling against it, whatever it is. And if he does nothing else for us, he's on record for telling us how much he loves us. Right. Not just telling us, but showing us how yep. much he loves us. And, you know, one of the um, one of the statements that he made that was in his notes says, your position in Christ determines God's disposition towards you. Yeah. <clears throat> and he used that verse from Romans 8, uh, 8.34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh inter- inter- intercession for us. And it reminds me of this poem a long time ago. I think it was written by uh, Martha Snell Nicholson. I, I, I may be wrong on that, but it basically starts out, it says, I sinned, and straightway, post-haste, Satan flew before the presence of the Most High God and made a railing accusation there. Mm. That's how the poem starts out. Mm. And it basically paints this picture of, of heaven where Satan is pointing out our faults. He even says, uh, the guilty sinner must die. That's what the law says. Right. And uh, he, he goes through this whole thing where he just accuses us and accuses us and accuses us in front of God. And then <clears throat> the final stanza, it starts with, and then one rose up from God's right hand. It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and started intercessing for us and saying, it's true. This this person has sinned and it's true. The guilty sinner does have to die. But. This person who's making intercession for us reminded uh, r- reminded the, the one who sits on the Most High. He said that, I took that punishment for him. Mm-hmm. I paid that penalty for him. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he sinned. Mm-hmm. He deserves to die, but I took that punishment for him. And so our position with respect to Christ is our, de- determines God's disposition toward us. Who is he that condemneth? It's a rhetorical question in Romans 8.34. No one can condemn us. Because our penalty's already been paid. Mm. And so when Christ looks at us as guilty and as sinful as we all are, when God sees us, he sees the righteousness of Christ that we've accepted, not the sin that we've committed. Man, it's overwhelming. It is. It's overwhelming. Tremendously overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in, in our uh, gun club on Wednesday nights, we're going through the book of Hebrews. All discusses, uh, it goes in such detail about that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, presenting Christ as being superior to any other means that has existed throughout history uh, about uh, uh, acquiring salvation or uh, atonement for sins um, as, as being the only way to heaven. Hebrews, we said it last week, but Hebrews is such a strong, deep, meaty book. Mm-hmm. It, it I guess it maybe repeats itself, but who cares, man? I mean, it's uh, well, it's, it, it repeats itself, but in in so many different ways. In it's different ways, like yeah. The, the, the person who penned the words to Hebrews is 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 convincing someone over and over mm-hmm. and over again from all kinds of different perspectives. Right, like, right. you know, that's fine if you have an argument with if you have a disagreement with this one point, but hey, I have 50 more yeah. to share with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, yes. And last night, we're, we're running out of time here, but last night, can you really uh, briefly, uh, I say with a smile on my face, um, <laughs> talk about the illustration that you gave us last night. You think you can do that without, without actually having a physical illustration? Yes. Okay. I, well, maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll give it a shot. Okay. All right. All right. I'll put you on the spot. So, you know, he, Hebrews opens up uh, with the, the, the um, 
I guess the acknowledgement that you know God used to speak in, in Old Testament times, right? God used to speak to us through prophets, right? And uh, God used to uh, do things through angels, things like that. Right. But uh, He said, "But now, God speaks to us through His Son, and He starts to give description of the identity of this Son. We we know He's Jesus, but started to give like." Um, uh, characteristics of who this Jesus actually is. And uh, he, he makes statements like he created everything. He upholds all things. Uh, he's, uh, you know, all this stuff where if, if we were to be asked that independently in a Sunday school setting or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, little kids in Sunday school, who created everything? God. Right. God. Yeah. And, and he's talking about Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which brought us right into a conversation about what what is what does it mean for there to be one God that exists in three persons? Yes, and that was the nature of our discussion last night, yeah. uh, which which kind of got into um, a, a really long illustration. You know, w- when we read in Scripture um, vocabulary like God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, we have to realize it's it's all the same God. He operates in different contexts in in our universe, mm-hmm. and the way the reason that that sort of language is used is because we don't have the ability to understand exactly how God exists because He's outside of He He's not just not necessarily outside of our universe, but whatever universe God has, whatever reality He exists in, it contains our universe, and so He's. He's really simplifying himself in order to make himself somewhat understandable to us who have no idea how to how to understand mm. that. I, I was having a mm. conversation with my daughter last night on the way home to church, uh, and we were talking about um, this this YouTuber she follows who who is blind. And I asked, when a person is blind, do they just see black? Like, how how do you explain that? Because mm-hmm. explaining God in his nature to us is like explaining, I guess, color or the absence of color to, for, for, you know, a blind person explaining that to somebody who's not blind. And for someone who sees, we have no idea how to conceptualize not seeing anything. The the only way we can approximate that is, you know, when we shut our eyes, we see black. Right. Um, But that's not how a blind person perceives things mm-hmm. it's just nothing wow. well how do you equate the nothing of blindness to the nothing that we approximate as someone who can see and closing our eyes and seeing black because mm-hmm. that's not what a blind person experiences they just experience nothing and, and it's almost like put your hand behind your head do you see your hand no you see nothing you don't see black you just don't see your hand mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. What's the best way? And, and that kind of goes back to our discussion of Hebrews. God is presented with this challenge, I guess you could say, of communicating ideas about himself to to a people that have no ability to conceptualize those greater things in mm. him. So he has to sort of approximate his existence using language we'll understand. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways right. he does that is – Things like Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Gotcha. Right, um, right, right, right. So that we can, and, and Hebrews sort of dives into that a little bit, Hebrews chapter 1, because the Son is the image of the Most High. 
uh, you know, the sun, it, it, it mm-hmm. refers to it in that way. So right. without getting super, super deep and making this go really, really long, that was the basis of our discussion last night is who is this Christ and who is this God that's being referred to in Hebrews chapter right. one? And how is it, how, how are they, how are they equal to each other? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's a good illustration because I continue to, um, I, I, mentioned the transfiguration last night and how mm-hmm. the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, sometimes I grasp onto that really well. And sometimes I just think, you know, how, how can that be? And, and I realized, and last night I realized again, it's the way I'm perceiving this. This mm-hmm. Father means this to me. Son means this to me. The Holy Spirit, you know, right. it's not it's not on the same level. It's not, right. not thinking the same plane and that type of thing. So perhaps mm-hmm. I, I look at not um, having to really 100% understand those things mm-hmm. as becoming more wise. That's, what right. the, that's the way I look at that. I can see how a non-believer would look at that and say, "That's you're just giving up. Right. I don't see that at, at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe that is the definition of faith. Right. Going, I don't understand. I don't have to understand it because I already understand who God is as much as I need to, to have the faith that, that we have in him. Right. You know, um, I, I, I've been watching some, some, um, uh, documentaries on black holes lately. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. You have to tell me all about that. I will. It, I'm obsessed with that. Really fascinating. Yes. It was really fascinating whenever, at least I say some documentaries, I watched one documentary on the black hole. <laughs> so now I'm the expert. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they, the, the way they did it, they, uh, they saw the black hole. They saw, I took a picture of the black hole, of mm-hmm. a black hole. Yes. Like in 2018 yes. and 2016 for the first time. Yes. And they cooperated by having different teams and they identified what it looked like independently. Then they came together right. and said, we're seeing the same thing. So it's got to be that black hole. And uh, The math behind that is really oh fascinating, my gosh. by the way. Crazy. I was thinking about you a lot whenever I was seeing I was listening to these science scientists talk to, to the astronomers. Because I, I was following that when they were doing that. Oh, it, it's amazing. <laughs> it really yes. is amazing. The money and the time and the, oh my gosh, crazy. Um, but I couldn't help but think, where is God to these brilliant people? Right. Where, where is God to these brilliant people? Because they're looking at this black hole and saying, stuff goes in, but nothing comes out. Mm-hmm. But then um, Stephen Hawking said, wait a minute, stuff does come out. Yep, Hawking radiation. Yep, Hawking radiation. Mm-hmm. And he unfortunately, he passed away before they were able to take a picture of the black hole. Right. So, he, that, so that's unfortunate for them. But I kept thinking, oh, man, it's one black hole. Yeah. That's cool. But it doesn't identify who I am in right. Christ. You know what I mean? And I, uh, well, maybe not. Because so, one of the controversies that came about from Hawking's theories about black holes and Hawking radiation and everything is, you know, s- supposedly nothing escapes from a black hole. Mm-hmm. But Hawking mathematically disproved that, and yep. it was later later proven through experimentation and observation, all that stuff, uh, through Hawking radiation. But it provided a means for a black hole to eventually fizzle itself out. Oh, okay. Well, uh, one of the paradoxes that paradoxes, I don't know that uh, <laughs> that came about because of that is uh, when you combine that with information theory. So uh, when something gets sucked into a black hole, all right. the information that makes that what it is gets sucked into a black hole too. Well, information theory 
is a, is a subset of mathematics. It says that uh, information is independent of its embodiment. So in other words, information can never be destroyed. Mm -hmm. It still exists. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Hawking, uh, one of the byproducts of his Hawking radiation thing was that if this black hole sucks in matter, energy, information, all that stuff, and eventually fizzles away, well, the information fizzles away too. And that was a direct contradiction to this fundamental theorem of information uh, information theory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he had to actually revise his theories a little bit right. to, to to sort of address that and take take that uh, that paradox, uh, mm -hmm. uh, do away with that paradox. But the interesting thing about that is is how that relates to us as human beings because you know as as Christians, uh, people who believe scripture, we know that there's more to this life than just the matter and the energy. Right. Mm -hmm. What we would call the spiritual side, mathematics might call information, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And mm -hmm. we know that, you know, Paul tells us in, in scripture to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. We right. know that the real us isn't who we see in the mirror. Right. It's the information that makes us our, our memories, our personalities, mm -hmm. our, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's information. And so once the physical goes away, that information stays. So the next question is, what makes us the real us? What makes me the real me keeps going even though what embodies mm. this information wow. dies? Mm. Mm -hmm. And so that's, mm. the, that's the big question that the Bible addresses. I should know better than to try to close a podcast by talking to Josh about a, a black hole in a documentary that I – that I watched stop uh, at any rate. I think there was enough content there. And thank you for listening today. We will have another podcast, Marcus Point Baptist Church podcast out on this Thursday. So hopefully you will listen then. Hopefully you are subscribed and you are um, waiting for the new podcasts to come out to learn more about Marcus Point Baptist Church. Check our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, um, everything that uh, that you think we would have for our socials we have. So check all those out and uh, learn more about what we do here at Marcus Point Baptist Church. We will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <clears throat>